0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 7th of February, 2016, entitled, A New Man. And the Bible reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Here's brother Daniel Alexandre. The title of my message tonight is A New Man, A New Man. We, uh, we like new things, we all like to go shopping. My wife was uh, last week in Germany to help Sister Sandy. And she worked hard there to help her file all the documents, all the notes she had, because she's in the process of writing another book and she has only two weeks left until the editor needs to get this book, the manuscript, so he can print it out. And she usually called me before and after work and uh, she says, Thursday, we go shopping. <laughs> Thursday is at the site for shopping. And I know uh, <clears throat> ladies are the best yeah. in this area. <laughs> I'm still learning. <laughs> I have 20 years of, uh, 20 years, I'm actually 20 years or plus 20 some years of experience. <laughs> And I still need, you know, to grow this area, to become a, a shopping, you know, good at shopping, actually. But we all like new things. Men actually like new cars, right? I surely like new cars. I had a few cars that, you know, I actually bought them. They were firsthand, right from the factory. And I drove them. I'm still driving one of them. But not all the cars I own were new. But when they beca- became my cars, they were new for me. So I enjoyed each and every one of them. So we all enjoy new things. The Bible talks about a new life. The Bible talks about a new man. We should be excited about a new life. A new walk in our lives. If we are Christians, we have the Lord Jesus in our Lives, And he is the one that offers his help, not only to save us, but to help us to live a Christian life, a life just like him. When somebody wants to be saved, he needs to go through repentance first. In my experience as a pastor and missionary in Romania, I had so many people coming to me saying that they want to be saved, but there was no sign of repentance. they were laughing, they were happy about the style of life, but there was no sign of repentance yeah. and I would say, yes, the Bible speaks about believe in Jesus Christ, believe in his name, and you shall be saved, but there is a requirement before you put your faith in Jesus, before you place your personal faith in Jesus Christ, to become your personal savior, you need to repent, you need to recognize that you have a need, that you are a sinner and you're on your way to hell. If you don't do this, if you don't realize this, why should you be saved in the first place? Saved from what? And repentance, before I became a new man, before you as Christians became a new creature, a new creature, you had to repent. And so many times people don't understand what repentance is all about, but the word in Greek it's methanoia. And methanoia means a change, a totally change, a hundred percent change, a complete change. It's like that um, little worm that starts making, how do you call that thing? A cocoon, And caterpillar is the name of that little creature there. Before she becomes a a beautiful butterfly, she has to go through an interesting process. But before she becomes a butterfly, she's just a worm, something you don't like, you don't want to touch, you don't want to have anything to do with it. But through that process of totally change becomes a very beautiful creature we all like to have in our house. hearts. So you see children running after butterflies to catch them and have them somewhere within their reach so they can enjoy them. God made me a new man, not because I did something good, but because... He put me in that process. So the process is a complete change. It's called metanoia. It's called change of mind. I changed my mind towards sin and towards God. I used to be on the way where sin was something normal. It was a normal life or style of life. But... I turn my back towards sin. And my face toward God. And God is the one that changed me. And made me a new creature. It's not me. That gate of pillar didn't have anything to do. With that cocoon. With that process. God is the one that. Made. That worm into a nice and wonderful. Butterfly. And he still does that. And God is the one that. Changed so many lives and he's still doing this. And that's why when we come to the house of the Lord, we make the invitation. We ask people to come forward. Or we we ask people to uh, put their trust in Jesus Christ so God can change them on that moment. It's God's process. But our part as human is to repent, to change our mind about sin and about God. God doesn't love sin. God hates sin. Brother Steve has his lessons about wisdom from Proverbs. And we all know that God hates something. And that something is called sin. What is pride, fornication, lie, lying? Doesn't matter. God hates sin, and because He hated sin so much, He sent Jesus Christ to pay for our sins. And Paul talks about a new man here. He says, And you had He weakened. Paul says that we were once dead, and God is the one that had this thing done. What? What is this thing? He says here, he made us alive. He he gave birth to us. We are new creatures in him. But we as new creatures in Christ. Are different than what we used to be. And... This is what Paul wants here to emphasize. In verse 2, he talks about the dead man. And we all need to know what the dead man looks like. In a spiritual way, speaking. It says here that a dead man, and he talks about these Christians in the church of From Ephesus. In Ephesus. And he talks to them saying wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. We all need to understand that. These people here. Were still people. Were still here on this earth. They're still living their lives. In a sinful World, but this style of life was different than they used to be, or than it used to be before they got saved. And it says here that they used to walk their lives according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. They were dead. They were separated from God. They were on their way to eternal damnation. And yes, they were dead in their walking for God. They were not walking for God. They were walking for their own lust. Own flesh. They are satisfying their flesh. That's what the Bible says here. They were in the lust of their flesh. Fulfilling what? we feeling the desires of the flesh. And we all need to know what a, an old style of life looks like. And what a new style of life looks like. Because we don't want people to look at us and say. You look just like me. There is no difference between you and me. And then we go. To them, we open the Bible or we give them a gospel track and we say, you should get saved. You should be like me. There will be a, a very big contradiction between what we say and what we act like. We all need to know that once we were dead in our sins, but now it's a different Story. Yes, we used to be dead. If I'm saved, God knows and I know. Because that's what the Bible says through Apostle Paul. My spirit testifies with the Holy Spirit that I am a child of God. And if you are a child of God, you should know you are a child of God. If you are not a child of God, you should know you are not a child child of God. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't testify you are a child of God. You don't have the Holy Spirit. You are, not, you are not a child of God. And if you are a child of God. You used to be dead. And probably uh, some people might might be offended of this. Because you say, you mean I'm dead? Yes, if you are not a real Christian. If you are not saved. You are dead. Dead in what? Dead, dead says the Bible here. In your trespasses and Sins. Verse 1 says. And it clearly states that. Dead in trespasses and sins. And we as Christians. Are not better. Than those who live their lives in trespasses and sins. The only difference between. A Christian. And an unChristian is. Not that we are holier. We are sinners just like them but. We are sinners saved by grace. That's what makes the big difference. We're saved by grace. That's what Paul says here. By grace, you are saved in verse 5. So we don't go around bragging about our salvation. We didn't have anything to do with our salvation. Yes, we changed our attitude. We repented. We said, God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry I'm a sinner. I know I'm on my way to hell. I don't want to end up in hell. I don't want to spend my eternity in hell. Save me. And it was God's grace that saved me. But we all need to know that the old style of life should remain there. Where? Apostle Paul says, in the times Past. Do you keep the sins in the past? Or they follow you and then you start following them. Leaving them again. Living a sinful life. As a Christian, I need to leave my sins behind. That doesn't call any one of us to live in sin as we used to. He calls us to be holy and He has offered His help to help each and every one of us through the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Praise the Lord for that. We are not alone. We are not orphans. We are His children and He left something here, the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Uh, Apostle Paul talks in first Corinthians chapter six. Verse 9 through 11, and let's open the Bible at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, and let's see how Paul describes the old life here. Chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, no idolaters, no adulterers, no effeminate, no abusers of themselves with mankind, no thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no revilers, no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And verse 11 makes it clear. And such were... Some of you. Why does he say some of you? And notice the tense of the verb is past tense. Such were. So these are some characteristics, characteristics of the old life. And Paul says some of you were like that. The advantage of being raised in a Christian family Is that when you are young, you hear the word of God. You hear the principles. And I had to struggle, you know, for a while before I got saved. Because I wasn't a fornicator. I wasn't nothing. Idolater, adulterer, effeminate, abuser of themselves and other things. I wasn't anything of their nature and the devil was whispering into my ear that I was a good boy and I was suffering I wasn't a christian but but children you know my colleagues in school would mock at me calling me different names just because I was a christian or so called christian because I wasn't a christian but my family was a christian and I was raised in a communist country so they would you know Scorn. Mock at me. I was suffering because of that. But I wasn't a Christian. And I wasn't one of those. Included in this category. Paul mentions. So I had to struggle. Because I, I was a good boy. But I still needed Jesus Christ. And until I realized I was a sinner. I couldn't be saved. Only until I after i realized i was a sinner even if i was a good boy i was still a sinner i was still born in sin and i needed jesus christ i asked him to forgive me and he forgave he did because that's what he says so some of us were just like that others were not exactly the way paul says here but we were still sinners and we still needed Jesus Christ. And praise the Lord for all of us that accepted the fact, the reality, admitted the fact that we are sinners and we turned to Jesus Christ. Forgive us. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God.